G'day, this is Ridge coming back uh, week two um, or epi two of Just Goes to Show. Um, we're gonna come to you with Chiss in the studio here. Um, we've got World Cup reactions to the first 16 games, so we're officially through week one of the World Cup. Uh, we're gonna give you some, some highlights, some lowlights, biggest winners, biggest losers, um, a couple takes throughout. Um, Chris, welcome back. Thank you, glad to be back here. Um, yeah, just to let you guys know exactly where we're at, it's Tuesday night, so we had all of the match day one games completed, and then we also got to see Russia and Egypt play their second match of the tournament. Yeah, um, but yeah, like a lot of exciting games, uh, interesting performances. We got uh, a few groups that are, might be a little bit surprising, so yeah. excited to dive into it. Um, looks like we're going to be just doing some winners and losers from the first uh, match day here. Cool. So just yeah, trying to dive I'll, right yeah, in. Or? Yeah, I'll jump in. I'll jump in with my biggest my biggest winner um, straight off the bat has to be England from the first 16 games. Um, for those who don't know, England scored a late equalizer in I think the 92nd minute. Harry late Kane, winner. Yeah, late winner. Yeah, might be. Um, late winner from Harry Kane, off a set piece, back post, headed with absolute grace and dignity um, into the near post, um, beat Tunisia. Um, Tunisia, Tunisia, heard a lot of American pronunciations of that country um, over the last week, and uh, finished with a 2-1 win to scrape a World Cup victory in their first opener since the 98 World Cup, so that's my biggest win. Yeah, I, that's pretty pathetic that they're scraping a 2-1 win in the 92nd minute against Tunisia, uh, and that's your biggest winner out of Yeah, what's your biggest 16, winner? Hit me, with, hit me with your biggest winner. Matches. Hit me your biggest winner. Not England. Um, two mucky corner goals from Harry Kane. I mean, nothing against him, but uh, Sterling Lingard missing chances. Stones missing a chance. I, I thought it, I thought it was a dignified performance from England. I actually I they really, showed signs. I really for sure, liked. But... I really liked uh, England's obviously my pick to win, uh, beating Germany in the in a replay at the nineteen sixty six World Cup final. Beat uh, they're my they're my pick to to do to do that again this year and it's not looking great right now and uh, well yeah well for Germany but for England it is and um, it's it was it was a dignified performance I thought like I said from England um, I liked the way they tried to play out of the back um, once Stones um, and, and Walker and, and Harry Maguire got a little settled settled on the ball played a back three with wing backs um, and I thought we were, I was disappointed with uh, Jay Ling's Jesse Lingard I think he's absolute trash. Um, Can't believe you called him Jay Lings. Yeah, Jay Lings. I, yeah, I'm pissed. I said it, um, <laughs> but he was rubbish. Uh, Sterling didn't have his best best game. I want him to start in the next game. I think he's 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 going to be a top player. I'm going to make a run. But two goals for Harry Kane coming out the late win. Um, I'm just absolutely delighted. Took the Monday off work to to see it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, big win for them. And you look at the rest of the way for them. They play Panama on Sunday, which should be a pretty easy win. If they play the same way, they'll have no problem yep. winning that. And, yep, and you yep, think yep. they're out of the group. So. They put themselves in a good spot. Um, if they wouldn't have gotten that goal from Harry Kane, we would have had them in Nightmare. one of the biggest It was absolutely losers, mental. So it was absolutely mental in the UK. Check, um, check the vines. Check the no, vines still exist. It's no, it's been no. Check the vids. Yeah, check the vids. Um, that's fine. I guess I would say, um, I think that they had good performances from Ruben Loftus Cheek getting subbed on. Mm-hmm. I was excited that Rashford got subbed on. You expect. Delhi and Kane and Sterling to play pretty well. So they're probably in good shape. Yep. Um, my biggest winner is Russia. And it's a little bit cheating because they've played two matches now, but I probably would have had them after just their first match anyway. 5-0. 5-0 in Saudi Arabia. I mean, one of the worst teams in the tournament, no doubt, but huge win. 
And then they followed it up with a 3-1 win, one win against Egypt. And I mean, Egypt's one goal was from a penalty. So not only that, I mean, they're, they're easily out of their group. Yeah, already, yeah. Um, but also just uh, the country in general. I mean, being the host country coming out, you got to wonder what type of influences might be yeah, out Yeah, it's there. interesting, right? Like going up to the tournament, they had a really, really poor run of form. I didn't actually didn't have them coming out of the group because of that. Read too much into the logic and, and not the emotion and um, of being the home nation. But it is, I mean, if I'm a Uruguayan or a, an Egyptian or a Saudi player and I'm going up against Russia in Russia, at, you know, I'm, a, I'm thinking probably a little bit beyond the world of football at that point. I'm thinking about... You know, what, you know, where I'm stashing my cash, which mattress I'm putting it in at home. You know, I've made sure my will is written before that game. Um, you know, there's a couple things that I'm doing before that. Yeah, I, I'd be a little bit nervous there. You got um, Vladimir watching down on you. Vladimir. Sweet up there. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely interesting. I know a lot of – I heard a lot of people saying that they think Russia would play fairly well just as the host country. And, obviously, they have a really, really easy group. But, yeah, it's garb. Uh wouldn't expect them to be, you know, eight goals for one against in those two matches. And I actually, I think I had Egypt coming out. I think you did as well. Mm-hmm. But either way, uh, other thing that is interesting with kind of Russia in the news is the 2026 World Cup bid announced for the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. And How does that work, by the way? Who gets the home? So, good question. They're actually going to be expanding to 48 teams by that year. So they're going to have automatic bids for all three countries. That's insane. Yeah. So U.S. has already qualified, which is great. Um, wasn't sure about that, given the recent yeah. circumstances they put themselves in. But you have to wonder. I mean, if we weren't so buddy-buddy with Russia right now, I feel like Putin's got influence inside FIFA. They're so corrupt. Yeah. All of them together. Trump's be, probably in on it now. I'm going to be surprised. I would love to combat that opinion there, but I mean, I just, you know, I just... I mean, can you can't know, better. but yet it makes you think. Yeah. We'll see what happens when they play Uruguay and if that's another blowout then Yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go straight to my 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 biggest loser so far in the in the tournament and and I don't really know whether or not to I mean, I these are these have been equally pathetic. Um both of these these losers so far. I'll just I'll jump straight in and with the American coverage on Fox has been just absolutely fucking miserable. Um Ali Wagner uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to this podcast, I'd love that you're the first woman ever to commentate a World Cup game. I'm, I, I'm all for that. Absolutely love it. Um, please have someone read to you the team sheet before you do a game. And just learn how to say Luka Milivojevic, not Mil- Milozovic. Um, and she's out here tweeting about some of the Serbian players, and she said half their names wrong. So, um, it, honestly, like Kobe Jones, super disappointed um, with his play-by-play. And... I mean, honestly, like I, I feel like I'm watching. I've I've listened to most of the games on really low volume. You've got this the 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 the, the, the one of the Mexican commentators who did the Colombia game today, and he's yelling boom whatever the uh, there's a shot or a free kick like like a, like it's a fucking roller coaster and you're coming off the edge like um, it, it's been miserable to watch and it makes me appreciate how good the Premier League is on NBC. Um, you know, with Rebecca Lowe um, and, and, and company and, and the two Robbies. And it it makes me realize how good they do the play-by-play and also in-studio commentary. There's been some decent in-studio personalities. Like, to say that I'm watching this on Fox and Alexi Lawless isn't, isn't my least favorite 
voice that I'm listening to. He's absolutely rubbish. I don't know how he still has a job, but he's been doing this for a while, and I don't hate some of his some of his opinions that he's coming out with. He's got experience at least doing it. What yeah. I would say, um, just a couple of thoughts on that. Um, no comment on Ali Wagner. Although I have been watching PC, a lot of yep. these games, these matches with the volume really low on my TV. But the one thing I'll say about Kobe Jones, might not be the best in the studio, but drafted him a handful of times on one of my backyard soccer games back in the day because he was in the MLS edition. He had wild hair. That's really the only thing I know. I wonder about what he him. looks like in the studio. Do you still have that hair? Uh, I think he's trimmed it up a bit with old age, but Good I'm not lad. totally sure. It was big, though. Well, at least as a kid when we were drafting him off the bleachers in backyard soccer. But. Um, yeah, the the Spanish speaking commentators have a lot of energy. It's insane. I don't it's know how many English words they know because they only use about five or six all match, and it's I don't know. It's really disappointing. It's, it's it, funny to watch. I feel like if you're drunk and it's like your first time, but if you actually care about what's going on, well, it's, I I, it's I, I, I I mean, I also feel like I feel like if you look at the you know the the you know the U.S. Soccer Federation and um, you know everything that's that's happened with. With you know not qualifying for the World Cup and the infrastructure of American soccer not being strong and obviously there's a ton of things in place you thought you know the expansion of the MLS better players coming over all these things and you know I'd be the first to say I'd love to see higher quality players coming out of the states now you look at like Christian Pulisic like he's a household name um, for those who are watching this tournament and he's not in it and um, you know, so you think about like the personalities and the people are crave people crave that. I think Americans crave that. But you know, if you're the U.S. Soccer Federation, you're looking at you're, you're looking at this tournament, thinking, okay, this is going to be a big influence for our country and people following the sport 10, 15 years from now. We already didn't qualify, right? How are we going to drive as much engagement as possible? And it is sure as hell not happening with this commentary team, right? You're listening to it with the sound off, and then. That probably stems into my next point, which um, you know some of the play um, hasn't been that great, right? Opening game, nervous of the World Cup, um, and you're throwing in things uh, which we're, we're going to get into here, the, the, some of the set piece goals um, and the video action replay. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, – anyway, I, I got to get away from the coverage because I feel like I'm just going to rant on about how poor it, it's yeah, been. Yeah, I mean it's not great, but overall it's – Fox isn't doing a terrible job. I just think it's mostly the commentary. Well, it's just um, it, I just feel like I'm watching an NFL game where you know I, I get I get they feel the need to speak all the time, right? I get like the the play by play, um, and then after that, I'm getting you know I'm getting a ton of color commentary in between. I don't necessarily need that, um, and that's it's just, you know it's just too much, too much sound. I could use a little bit more silence. No, I, I agree with that, but um, I wanted to get back to a couple of teams. Okay. With kind of some interesting storylines with them in my winners here. So the first one is Iceland. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about them. They're kind of the darling of the tournament already. Yeah, Just like they were back in the Euros in 2016. I know we touched on them a bit uh, in our preview pod, but really impressive performance against yeah, Argentina. Yeah, of course, class. Uh, they, they got dominated. Let's not be crazy. Javier Mascherano had more passes completed than all of Iceland's team. But... Uh, yeah, see, I'm not, yeah, I do, I, I just am not impressed by that stat. I think that I'm just saying. I mean, they they obviously just took their chances. Yeah, you know, they, it's not like they outpossessed Argentina or dominated the play, but they played it smart. They actually could have had two goals. Um, Bjarnason could have scored. Yeah, really early on in that one. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the crazy storylines with it. Obviously, they have a population of three hundred thirty-five thousand. There's rumors that thirty thousand. 
uh, citizens traveled to Russia to watch, which is like 10% of their country. Yeah. And then blowing up over here is the fact that their head coach is a part-time dentist. And if you recall in D2, The Mighty Ducks... Iceland, the U.S. biggest rival in that uh, movie, was also coached by someone... Wolf the Dentist Stanson. Yeah, his nickname was The Dentist because he was a <laughs> bit of a fighter in the NHL. Yeah, apparently. knocked out some storyline. But either way, I mean, they're a fun team to watch. I think everyone kind of rallied behind them. Yeah. Um, not a really good showing from Argentina on that, though. you got to win that. Yeah, one. no, it's, I mean, and then obviously the story the storyline's all about, um, you know, Messi versus Ronaldo, and hey, everyone's so into these big personalities and, and how they're playing, and, and I get it. Um, and, you know, when they get the ball and everyone's on the, the edge of their seat. Um, I I do, I'll touch on Ronaldo's performance. Absolutely stellar. Um, obviously had three goals. Uh, you know, he scores... Um, from the spot, scores from a free kick to equalize late, and then his second goal was a, a, a miserable De Gea mistake, letting it through yeah, his legs. That's surprising. He's probably um, regarded as the best keeper in the tournament. That's yeah, it, I mean the man button got in the way, but it it, it like for so uh, impressive performance from Ronaldo. Um, but at the end of the day, like um, you know, you look at some of the teams who are playing playing well and and, and advancing. Like I think about Croatia, who won two 0 against Nigeria. Like just quality central midfield play. Um, going back to what I talked about in the pod last week, you've seen that from the teams that are winning. Serbia one 0 uh, Mexico were just absolutely flooded. That wasn't their midfield play with Mexico. They were actually the next winner I was going to touch on. So I, I want to dive into them a little bit. Um, unless you happen to... No, no, no. I mean, yeah, I think I think the way Mexico won, to be to be honest, like I love them on the counterattack, obviously, but they just broke everything up in, in central midfield. And Germany tried to, as soon as they crossed the halfway line, as soon as they tried to move it into, you know, their higher higher central midfield, midfield players, like Mizu Ozo, um, just crowded by Cuadrado um, and and the central midfield for Mexico. I, I They were just so fun. That was a really fun match to watch because Germany... I mean, you look at them from top to bottom, they shouldn't really be losing to hardly anybody in this tournament, but they looked slow, and they looked really unorganized, and normally you think of them as a very disciplined team, but Mexico, every time they got the ball back, just broke them wide open, and it felt like Hummels and Boateng were kind of running for their lives back there, trying to keep up, and guys like Lozano and Carlos Vela were just running all over them. Chicharito was up there. Yeah, Chucky. He, uh, he Chitterito is an absolute, absolute get. He didn't. Just, he didn't do out. anything. Yeah. Uh, they probably should have had like three or four goals. Actually, they were lacking like the last pass. Down. But it was just crazy to watch them kind of carve up Germany on the counter time and time again, and just not see any real changes from Germany to to like counter that or to. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to look at that. I think a lot of people are going to look at that game and say that. Um, you know Germany. Germany didn't play very well, and they, they. I mean, watching that game, I, I. You know, they did try and move the ball. They did have some chances. They looked classy when they had a moment. It just felt, you know, with the Mexican fans traveling so well, um, and it felt like a home game for Mexico. Very loud and very energized. And I just thought that, you know, if they play that way over and over again, they'll 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 win their group. They should, um, yeah. And then they'll walk Take a look out. At it. Yeah, and then they'll walk out. I don't think Germany will have a problem getting out of there. No, but it either. looks like I think both Germany and Mexico should beat Sweden and South Korea. So I think Mexico 
might come out on top there. Yeah, if South Africa. If Germany finishes second, they're probably playing Brazil in the round of 16. Yeah, that'll be, and love to see that early on. I, we were listening to like ES, yeah, I think it was ESPN radio saying, like, is it, do we want uh, some of the Cinderella teams to go far? Like, hell yeah. Hell the far, yeah. We well, do. the further it gets, the like, less of a chance you have of seeing a match. Right, I'm not trying to see, I'm not trying to see Brazil out. get their, get their what? Uh, what would it be their, their eighth star, eighth World Cup or whatever <laughs> it is? Like, I'm not trying to see uh, uh, Germany get their fifth. Yeah. Um, Italy is not Italy's not in it, so they can't get their fifth. I'd love to see a team um, win their first or second. Win maybe. their first or second, yeah. But the thing is, yeah, I mean, it, I would love to see that Germany Brazil rematch too. After what happened, yeah, last fair, month. yeah. Let's get, so let's get that would that. be hyped up to no end. But it would be really, really interesting to watch. So mm-hmm. I don't know, Iceland, Mexico, two teams. Iceland, who knows if they could actually get out of that group? But fun to watch. Um, what else did you have here for some winners or losers? Um, well, let, let's talk about the set piece play then of, yeah. for the first round. Um, I mean, some of the other teams have played really well. Obviously, Russia has played well, like you touched on. Iceland, respectable draw. Mexico played well. All, all around, you saw the European teams, for the most part, with the exception of that Germany result, play really well, which is, again, expected. The tournament's on European soil. Um, you know, Argentina's a bunch of cheats, so you don't expect the, some of the South American teams to do that well, um, which is, you know, we talked about in the preview. I touched on that. But um, I want to talk about set pieces. So we, we saw a ton of, of wonder goals, right? We saw Quintero score today uh, for Colombia under the wall, um, and which is funny because the commentator, the next commentator, went, boom, and it just kind of rolled under the wall. <laughs> it barely got uh, it. You couldn't even really tell if it went in or not. Yeah, it kind of got saved. Rolled in it was there. Um, Kolarov scores an absolute screamer this for, was maybe the best. for Serbia. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo scores late to equalize. and, and Finally know. decided to go away from the knuckle. I heard... He had missed his last 44 free kick yeah. attempts. Well, um, and he just decided Gene. to finesse it in, no problem. LeBron, what's yeah. up? Um, and then, you know, uh, Russia scored uh, Golovin. Yeah. Um, and then a bunch of well, set piece goals as well. Or yeah, so goals as well. I was going to say a lot of corner goals, a lot of penalties. While we're talking about these set piece goals, I don't think we should forget about Coutinho's absolute stunner for yeah. Brazil. Just while we're on the topic of good goals, because that was probably the best of the tournament so yeah. far. Unbelievable curl on that. Very white teeth as well. <laughs> Bleaches on the, on the regular. Him I think that's why he's trying to keep up with Firmino. I get those Instagram ads for bleaching my teeth, and it's spot, they got a sponsor. Firmino's got a sponsor, then they, they get me. They're hitting the wrong market here. You're not really a fan of the South American countries. Yeah, I haven't been to the dentist in like five years. <laughs> Who cares? Um, anyway, though, but his goal was great. But yeah, a lot of corners, obviously. We talked about England had two... Um, Switzerland scored theirs off a corner against Brazil. Uh, I know there were a few others. So, yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of goals from open play. Maybe that comes down to these teams not being quite well, for, organized. Did you, did, do you think it's good or bad for, 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 for the tournament so far, given the amount of set-piece goals? Oh, uh, I think the free kick goals are great. Everyone loves to see those. They're a lot of fun. Um, in terms of the corners and the penalties, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting with the penalties um, because – a lot of them have been kind of iffy. Maybe a couple of soft ones we talked about. Or you'll, I'm surprised you hadn't talked about the one that Tunisia won. I know that was a little bit weak. Um, and then that kind of brings us into the VAR. Yeah. So I mean, to, to, so so I, I, you know, I actually disagree a little bit with um, with the set pieces. I mean, I love to see the screamers, but you know, I'm watching that that since you know, the Serbia Costa Rica game, for example. And some of these teams in the tournament, obviously the the, the not as highly ranked. Um, you know, Costa Rica is a great example, right? Uh, the play is an absolute unit, shift side to side, very qu- move very quickly laterally, get very compact, get the space really tight. Same with Iceland. Um, and, and oftentimes, like, it's really hard to break down those teams. So you, sometimes you need that set piece to unlock. England did, right, with the corner with Harry Kane. They, they really couldn't get creative. And so 
for me, and you, you know, you're seeing a couple one nil results. You know, for for me, I guess this is what the group stage is all about. Is you know, some of these teams are setting up shop just to try and get out of the group stage, um, like an Iceland, um, like a Costa Rica might might do. Um, but you know, I, I just am not I'm not a big a fan of it. I'd love to see you know some open play, like take take that Mexico Germany game for example, just a one nil game, but a lot of open play. That for me is better to watch. Right. Um, I think the only other times we really saw a team break another team wide open were Russia when they did it, and then Belgium over Panama. Yeah, fair. But they really had. I mean, they were ported on the second half. England did a decent job, but didn't really convert them. And then Mexico, obviously, but they also kind of didn't convert their chances. But mm. yeah, I mean, it is a little bit more compact, a little bit more rigid, I think. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, on these international matches versus like club, they just don't get as creative with their styles, formations. Right. I don't think that it's, guys don't play together quite as much. But nonetheless, I mean, I think the set piece goals are. They're fun to see, you know, I think especially for the casual fan that might just tune into the World Cup to see some of these goals, like from Ronaldo, Kolarov, those were pretty... Yeah, yeah, if you're, if you're a casual fan, for sure, um, and which which obviously touches and moves us into VAR, yeah, um, video action it. replay. So for those who don't know, this is the first ever World Cup where uh, video action replay is used to review decisions. So, of course, Fox, before every single game, shows the little team of um, referees up in the studio who are looking at... Um, you know, the uh, every play supposedly that's happening um, on TVs. Um, and then they go to this Dr. Joe Macknick guy um, who's kind of like the – it's kind of like when, when – on, on the NFL. Mike they, Pereira. Yeah, Mike, Mike Pereira. Pereira like, Jesus, the those guys have a job. I like Mike chime Pereira. in when there's a review or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's insane. They're all like rules, rules, yeah, yeah, rules expert. Um, yeah, I mean the amount of – Millions of people who are qualified. The rules are pretty obvious. In yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, Doctor Joe, um, don't know what he's a doctor in. Um, again, part of that terrible commentary team. But the rule doctor. Um, but he. So the, the, basically, again, going back for this tournament, it's the first tournament where um, first World Cup ever where they're reviewing plays and uh, the referee is able to blow the whistle dead, blow the play dead with his whistle, um, and they run over to the sidelines, kind of like in the NFL, um, check on a little TV with his headset, and then o- what, decide whether to award a penalty or a foul or not. Right, a really, really poor example was this was at the end of that uh, Serbia Costa Rica game. There was a foul at the end of the game, which you know, not a great foul uh, or not a bad foul, not a malicious foul, but wasn't clean. Um, they used it, paused the play in like the 93rd, re- 93rd minute. Costa Rica is scrambling to score um, an equalizer. They're down one nothing, and then referee blows it dead to go run over to his TV. Um, and be like, oh yeah, this guy deserved a yellow card, right? If I'm a Costa Rican fan, I'm pissed, right? I, I like, I want a chance to equalize that game that broke up all my play and momentum and pressure and allowed the defense to rest. So um, there's times when it's been really. I feel like you're a closet Costa Rica fan right now. Yeah, I'm touching on them a lot. Um, I don't think they look that good. Honestly, I like, the, I like but... the weather down there, um, but. Uh, and then also the, the main points of you know main reviews have been uh, for penalties. Um, so there's Peru, you know, the Peru, Peru had a penalty reviewed from VAR, France had a penalty, England didn't despite, um, Harry Kane, Harry Kane being sacked within the six yard box, he's absolutely clawed down, um, Sweden got a penalty from, from VAR, um, there's obviously a couple other decisions that, uh, that were factored in, so, um, and then they've confirmed some decisions with VAR too, so, I mean, what's your take on VAR? I mean, I, I think one thing that soccer, football has going for it over a lot of other American sports like you know, watching the NFL, watching the NBA, baseball, is that there's just 
constant play and there's no commercials and it's just like such a pleasant fluid viewing experience and so for them to break it up is a little bit frustrating i think um they one thing i will say is they do a quick job of it in general they're not mm-hmm. spending five ten minutes on these like you'll see in like, college basketball yeah, or something like that um where they take forever and it's just dragging on and on a couple of commercial breaks so that's nice i will say i like that i want them to get the decisions right for penalties, it's just so iffy almost every time. And there's always going to be someone that's going to be on the opposite side of your argument. Yeah. And um, I think for things like offsides... Kyle Walker, Kyle Walker decision, do you think it was a penalty? Um, for England? Or against England? I think it would go say. either way. So I think you trust the decision on the pitch. Like, I think that it was probably a little bit soft, but there's contact. So at the end of the day, like I think a lot of these decisions, especially the ones we've seen so far, have been decisions that you right on the line you could go either way and for the referee I think on the pitch you want to be able to control that you want to be able to dictate the play and let's say you don't give a penalty and it goes back and they decide to reverse it where's your um, precedent sent that at that point like does that mean that the next time there's contact like that because the video replay determined there was a penalty that you have to call it that on the pitch. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... It's just, it just complicates it a little bit. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily a necessity. I think, like, the goal line technology they implemented, that's great. Yeah, it's simple. of course. Um, but well, I think, is, I think I the know, difference... It's a little bit much, and it's... They got a little bit to work out with. I it. think the difference is the the subjectivity and, and of, of the rule. And, right. and, you know, everyone who's grown up with, with football... Well, it's like the NFL, the catch rule. It, well, exactly. So I, when I yeah. think of like looking Even when at they replay it, they don't necessarily get it right. I, when, when I think about replaying uh, the way when they replay penalties, it's kind of like if you replayed a pass interference call in the NFL, and, and like that's a subjective call. Like you know, uh, was the was the you hear commentators say different things all the time, right? Like I would have um, given that right. Like, yeah, I, like I would have given that like oh uh, he he was faced the other way. Um, you know, ref, uh, defensive back didn't turn his uh, you know his face to the ball and all this stuff, and they, they factor into their decision. Um, um, and so the, the thing with penalties, it's, it's not a, did he, is there contact or is there not contact? It's a contact sport. You're allowed to make contact. You're, you know, def- if defenders can't touch anybody, what, you know, what are we doing? Right. And so when they review calls and they, and they say, oh, it was, you know, still a penalty or it definitely was. I think the Peru Denmark game is a great example. Um, Peru had a penalty in the first half, um, to go one nil up skied it over the top so ball don't lie but um i thought that the the player turned and left his foot out to be dragged um and it was just a really soft call like really well, really the other soft. thing is too it when you slow down the, the replay yeah, everything you're watching in slow motion it's totally different everything looks worse and so you have to be able to watch it as it's happening on the pitch live you can't change the speed of it because then it will change the re- reactions of the players yeah, of course. And, and things like that so i don't know i mean i think that as a concept, I don't hate it that much, but there's a lot to work on with it, and I definitely don't think it's fixed problems. I think it's just maybe made made for more drama with the refs at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, if we see this go to, if we see this go to, you know, if we see a VAR instance or controversy late in the tournament, it's all hell will break loose, and it's going to be very, very crazy given the inconsistencies. Um, so, you know, word to the people, like, watch out for something about VAR coming out. I don't like it. I mean, if there's a like decision it. in the final, and it's like a deciding decision... Yeah, can you like imagine? A, you know, it'll, the, it'll be that's insane. the difference. Maybe, um, like, a, a, let's say there's an extra time penalty given... 
because of VAR in the final, people are going to lose That's their minds. That's the difference minds. between babies, Absolutely being, babies being born, people getting certain names. There's um, already a guy that got an England tattoo that you, which you've met before yeah. for a 2-1 win against Tunisia. Yeah, love it. I love mean, it. Love the dedication. In the first um, game of the group stage. So yeah, there's a lot on the line, obviously, here. Tattoos galore. And if it's left up to VAR, I'm not, I don't know if I trust it entirely. Yeah, I mean, again, like I like the concept. Um, don't like the applicability right now. Um, I would we'll, love, love to see maybe... We'll like, probably touch it on again at some point in the future here because I'm sure it'll come up again, but yeah. for now we're, we're skeptical. Uh, just a couple last things we want to touch on here. We'll wrap up soon. Um, I wanted to get kind of your thoughts on what some of the favorites we're looking at because there was a few dif- disappointing performances up there. So we had Germany losing, um, Brazil with a draw against Switzerland, Argentina drew Iceland, Colombia lost to Japan, and then France got three points against Australia, but a, a weak team, and they didn't look very good doing it. So, I mean, out of those five teams, I guess, who are you the most worried about in terms of, one, getting out of their group stage, and two, just their future prospects and whether or not they're going to be able to put together and actually um, I don't think Colombia will get out of their group. I have them winning the group. After the performance I saw today, Hamas Rodriguez <laughs> not starting. I touched on that in our preview pod. And I had them winning the group too, but I was mentioning I just don't, didn't feel Group's wide open. I, well, I think the Senegal result really hurts them. Yeah. Senegal beating Poland. Because I, I think Poland will get out too. I think Poland's good enough to get yeah, out. Yeah, I think, I think the Poland's going to play Colombia really well. Colombia might lose, lose that one and then has to play Senegal who won that one too. So Colombia's in a really tough spot. Yeah. Uh, I, think they're, I think they're in trouble. Um, um, I also – I think France is just so good that they're going to be fine. They will like, be crew. Really unimpressed by by that first game. Uh, I think Argentina, the, the, the pivotal result is going to be that game against Croatia. I have Croatia winning that group and they won 2-0. So um, I think they're in trouble too. All these teams I'm not that high on. I expect Germany to right the ship and cruise the rest, rest of the group. And, uh, and you know, if Mexico wins out, they won't win the group. But they'll advance. So I think – I think Germany was concerning a little bit. Um, the thing is, Brazil, they have now they have to get a result against Serbia. I think they will, but a little bit nervous there. And then, do you think Argentina is a certainty to get out of that group? No, I, no, I don't. I, mean, I, I don't think, rate them. Diego Maradona is sitting up there with 14 earrings. And, um, I, don't, I don't know if I see them beating Croatia with the way both those teams played. No. So, that could be interesting. If Iceland gets a result against Nigeria, then you got to wonder... You know, yeah, I think I think overall, I think overall, you know, the the takeaway from the play is again, central midfield was the difference um, early on, um, and then you know you look at some of these some of these closer games that are decided by penalties, uh, strong defensive units. Um, you know, we got a couple one goal games, but overall, like there there wasn't a single nil nil draw. Yeah, that's, that's out of the first great. sixteen games, um, so it's it's been entertaining football for sure. It's just not all of it has been from open play, yeah. um, and and naturally you're getting some big teams second second up against smaller teams. It's been a spectacle. Like I, I I've really liked. Yeah, I think we touched on all the favorites. One thing I, w- I think we should mention is uh, the Spain Portugal match. Real quick. Yeah, I think. We're probably in agreement that both those teams are going to get out of that group pretty much no problem. Yeah, also probably the best match. Yeah, I think out it was the, the best match. 16. Yeah, I think it was probably the most exciting match. Well, except three. for England, of course. Uh, yeah, that, well, that was a good one. Um, the Germany Mexico one was really fun too, but I think Portugal Spain was definitely the best match so far, and I think I think Spain's probably the better of the two after watching them play. Yeah, but Ronaldo's a freak, so I think they're both good. I just wanted to hit on that because. They both put in fairly decent performances. Yeah. Um, other storylines saw Peru. Peru lost after missing that penalty. They're absolutely gutted. Uh, and their captain came back. I don't know if you know anything about the story. He um, was suspended for cocaine for a year um, by FIFA. Um, and then 
appealed, had his ban during the appeal rescinded, um, and then renewed before the World Cup. He was saying that he only drank tea leaves from this certain plant that's like popular in Peru. Um, don't don't know what that like... is, but sign me up. Sounds like some trippy shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he, um, he, he got his ban re- uh, renewed before the tournament, this is the captain of Peru. He's 34 years old, striker. Um, and then the captains of the other three teams in Group C, so captain of France, um, Australia, and Denmark, all went to FIFA and appealed, saying that they would like him to play. Let's talk about sportsmanship. Um, and then he didn't start. He did come on in that opening game, um, and then they lost. So, like, if you're Peru, um, yeah, cocaine myths. They also, scientists did, like, a study on some mummies in Peru to figure out whether or not those tea leaves can, like, stay in someone's body for a long time. So you got mummies, that. cocaine... Um, a penalty miss, and so um, well. That's not the only loss. place Coke has popped up. Because I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Diego Maradona. Yeah. Uh, during the Argentina match, up sitting on a pedestal there, and he either had a really, really bad cold, or he was he sent it <laughs> coked yeah. out as yeah, shit. Yeah. I think it was probably the latter. He was there's that video of him and if you haven't seen it, just Google him and you'll find it right away. But clown. rubbing the clown. shit out of his nose. So he was I don't know. Um he was have, enjoying himself. But that doesn't surprise me. I'm sure he does that every day. That just seems like Diego Maradona, so Yeah. Um other than that, I think um yeah, I'm really excited. We had a few really like cool late winners, England, Uruguay, Iran. So if you're watching these matches, you're gonna be entertained for the most part. There were a couple bummers out there, but we knew those going in. Um, I'm really excited to see these groups kind of take shape here with the next uh, round of matches. I think as far as our plan, uh, we'll probably do one over the weekend, probably Sunday. Yep. Um, I think that would cover all of the match two for everybody here. So we'll probably come back on Sunday um, after England gets a chance to play again and do something Sunday night. Yep. Sunday morning, England play early. Um, I think my, ma- my, my major takeaway is to sum it up from first, first 16. Good football, no scoreless draws, set-piece goals. We'd like to see a little bit more from open play. Um, some of the European teams performing pretty well in comparison to, you know, to some of the South American teams, which is expected. Russia performing suspiciously well. Um, need, need to say no more. England win. Um, VAR Love the idea, hate the way it's being played out, um, but even more hate stands for this Fox commentary. Let's um, hope it gets better. Yeah, I don't think this, this can't podcast, get worse. I don't think pod, this podcast is going to be picked up by Fox. Uh, that might be on me. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I don't think there was much of a chance of that beforehand, but um, yeah. tune in, tell your friends. Uh, unless, I don't know, I don't want to be judged too hard for a podcast this early on. <laughs> but no, spread the word. Um, I don't really have anything else to you. Uh, no, I appreciate it. This is Ridge signing off from Chicago after week one. Um, come on, come on, you England, three lines on the shirt. Just signing off too, just goes to show. Cheers.